Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Fireflies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brianna Cassell, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. You could be anywhere doing anything in the world right now, but you are here with me listening to me. So I am super grateful for that. If you are new around here, welcome to the Shine Bright family. I call my listeners Fireflies because, you know, we be out here shining our lights bright in this world or whatever. So (laughs) welcome. How is your heart, sis? Okay, so you guys know that I love to start with my favorite question. How is your heart? I love to do just a heart check-in and share kind of what's on my heart and how I'm feeling and encourage you as a listener to do the same because I think we are in some crazy times, y'all, and I think it's important for us to stop and check in with how we're feeling and how our heart is doing. So how is my heart? Well, my heart and actually my mind as well, they are both blown away. So I share the story on Instagram, but I just have to talk about it again because I'm still honestly trying to wrap my mind around this level of generosity. So over the past year, I have made it a point to start following more and more black female entrepreneurs on Instagram that are killing it because it inspires me and Um, you know, I just love watching their journey. So I think maybe about a year or so ago, I started following um, this black female entrepreneur named Maya Elois. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. I hope I pronounced it right. Um, But she's a black female entrepreneur who's really just out here killing it in the game. And she's young too. I think she just turned 30. So I loved watching her story. And she has an older sister named Maddie James. And Maddie kind of is also an entrepreneur, but she's like a social media influencer. And she teaches influencers how to work with brands and how to make money doing that. And Maya is all about like business strategy and turning your expertise into profit through like coaching, online courses, and just whatever your expertise and your subject matter um, mastery is. She teaches women how to turn that into a a job, like your hustle basically. Um, so anyway, so I have been following her for over a year now, just kind of absorbing all of her content, being super inspired by her. She's only like a few years older than me. So it's like, wow, girl, you are here killing it. I love her story. Anyway, so you know, those people that you follow and you're just kind of like enamored with and impressed with, she, her and her sister are one of those people for me and her and my league actually um, just love both of them or all of them. So anyways, why is my mind blown? So Thursday morning, I wake up. This is last Thursday. Minding my business. I talk to God. I journal. I brush my teeth. And I think I was feeling a little like, I don't know, like it's starting to get cold. And the fact that we are still stuck in the house, most of us, and, you know, I think I've seen the whole spectrum of people. Like you have the people that are like, COVID's over. Let's go out. Let's hang out. And they're maybe like a little bit more loose with, um, or, or they're more willing to meet up with people. Right. Um, so maybe they're not saying COVID's over, but they're like, yeah, sure. We can meet up. We can go do this. You can come over. And it's not as, 
um, they're not as cautious maybe. And then you have other people that are like, no, let's do Zoom. Anyways, I was in a little bit of a funk because I'm like, it's about to get cold. It starts to get dark. And I am one of those people that my mood is like 100% dependent on the weather. So if it is like yucky weather, then you can probably count on me not feeling so great. So this was one of those mornings I woke up and I was just like talking to God and not feeling so hot waking up. And so I opened my Instagram account and usually I go to like my leak or Maya's page, Maddie, and kind of catch up and see what I missed. So I opened up Maya's stories and I'm reading through her content because the night before she did a question and answer. And so I wanted to read through her responses. So I'm clicking all the way through. I read her stories and that was it. I go out. I'm like, okay, put my phone down. I go take Lincoln outside for a walk and I come back in. And when I come back in, I opened up my Instagram and I see a DM from Maya. Mind you, Maya doesn't follow me. <laughs> like I've been following her and stalking her for the past year, but she doesn't follow me. So I get this DM from her account and immediately I'm like, this has to be spam. <laughs> and the only reason why I thought that is because a few weeks ago, um, another social media entrepreneur that I follow and love um, I got a DM or I got a follow from them. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I looked and I realized it was a spam account. So <laughs> immediately I was skeptical. I'm like, uh, what? So I open it and the message reads, hi, Brianna, do you have a PayPal account? I would like to contribute to your debt reduction. Reduction. Sorry, y'all. I can speak. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, what? And so I'm sitting there with my mouth open like, me? Like she wants to give me money for my debt journey? And I again, I want to emphasize like Maya has like 50,000 followers on Instagram. We're not peers. Like she doesn't know me, none of that. So immediately I'm like, oh, let me send her my email account. <laughs> and so... I go, and I know this sounds like a scam, right? It's like, okay, this random person sending you money. No, y'all, for real, it was not a scam. She said that she had, she saw me, um, you know, like when you, somebody looks at your stories, you can scroll up and see the people that have looked. So she's like, oh yeah, I saw that you've been looking at my stories. And so that's how I found you. And I'm like, girl, what? So I sent her my PayPal account. Um, and when I send it to her, this is what really blew my mind. The amount of money that she sent me. She sent me $1,127.86. I don't know the significance of that number, but that's how much she sent me. And, and the check is cleared, like the money is in my account. So it wasn't a scam. But <laughs> when I tell y'all, I was stunned into silence. Like I was like, baby like ma'am you sent me a whole thousand dollars <laughs> and thought like can I contribute to I thought can I contribute to your debt journey meant like maybe I put five on it but no like she put a whole big one thousand dollars on it and like I'm saying it but like I'm still so blown away by that so needless to say my heart is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly grateful not just for her amazing generosity but I feel like God used that moment to remind me that he sees me and he cares and like I said with the weather changing and my seasonal affective disorder I think I have that um, starting to kick in I I just feel like I needed to be reminded that like he sees me and 
for that random act of kindness, I felt like it was really a shock to my system to remind me that like God sees me. I felt seen, I felt cared for, provided for in that moment. And I'm so grateful for the reminder that I serve a God who is so intentional about the way that he loves his children because he knew I needed that reminder. He knew that I woke up kind of like, and I felt like he was just like, I see you, Brie. And so, yeah, my heart is just like, wow, sis really put all that money towards my debt. And so with that, I was already slated to have my um, student loans paid off by the end of the year, but that just helps me tremendously and gives me a little bit of wiggle room to be able to save more. So super, super grateful. Um, But all right, that was a super long heart check. (laughs) Um, My heart is grateful it's blown away by Maya's generosity and by God's intentionality. So now it's your turn to check in and answer the question for yourself. How's your heart, sis? So this episode was originally supposed to be a question and answer episode where I answered a bunch of random questions from you guys. Um, So I put up a poll on Instagram on Friday or Saturday, just basically saying like, hey, what questions do you guys have for me to answer on the podcast? And I got a lot of questions about um, my hair. And for those that do not follow me on Instagram and have not seen um, on my, well, the day after my birthday, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I actually permed and cut my hair like super super short so think like old school Halle Berry Tony Braxton Monica in the 90s type of cut me along I've been going by Brie along so you may call me that from now on (laughs) um but yeah so I cut my hair and so I felt like I was getting a lot of questions about my hair and my hair journey um so I figured I would just take a whole episode to talk about my hair because I know that I have um, very many black female um, listeners. And so you too, whoever you are listening, you might also be able to relate to kind of a little bit of my hair journey. So I want to talk about my relationship with my hair and why I permed my hair. So I actually want to do like a little hair timeline first and just talk about um, what my journey through loving and learning and experimenting with my hair. So as a kid, I I have 4C hair. So my hair has always been super, super tight as far as my curl pattern and very, very thick. And my mom is somewhere in like the 3B, 4A textures. So she has like a, a little bit looser uh, curl and much finer hair. So when little old me popped out with all of these kinks and coils, my mom was like, I don't know what to do with her hair. So I wore my hair in a lot of like, you know, big puffy twisty styles um, with barrettes on my hair. Um, Like for most of, I feel like, I guess like kindergarten, maybe a little bit into elementary school. And then when my mom discovered singles, like I was in singles for a while. (laughs) And at some point I did get a perm. Um, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was in like maybe fourth grade when I got my perm or maybe like a little bit before that. And I remember being like so obsessed with my hair being straight because, you know, with, with natural hair, 
Um, my mom did not know how to straighten hair. So my hair was always like in a afro or a puff. I used to rock my little cocoa puffs. Um, but she, you know, I had never worn it straight. So I remember the first time I got a perm and I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so silky. It's so flowy. And I don't think I kept up with the perm though. Cause I remember like most of my middle school, I was in some sort of like kinky twist. My mom loved kinky twists. So I was either in singles or kinky twists. So I feel like my hair was always like tucked away or hidden away until eventually I think in eighth grade, I discovered weaves. And so for any non-black person or non-female males listening to this that don't know what that means. Um, So weave is basically when you braid your hair up and you sew tracks on top of it and you can leave some of your hair out. It can be a full head weave where you have no leave out. I did a lot of like leave out weaves. So like you couldn't see the track. So it would be part of my hair that's out covering the weave. And yeah, I mean, I think most of the people that listen are black, but if you're not, that's basically what a weave is. YouTube it, Google it. But anyways, I discovered weaves in eighth grade. And I feel like from there, I just started wearing a lot of weaves. I learned how to perm my own hair Well, actually, no, I did not learn. I started experimenting with perming my own hair, which I should not have done. Um, And then a lot of my hair went bye-bye because I didn't know I was supposed to use neutralizing shampoo. (laughs) But anyways, Um, so I feel like a lot of my formative years, my hair was like tucked away. It was never like all of my hair out at once. So even when I started wearing the weaves, it was just like a little bit like maybe out in the front. And then I always wanted that hair to be straight. So fast forward to high school. So the first high school I went to, I went to two different high schools. The first one was like a co-ed, super, super big high school. And I wore like a lot of weaves and braids, probably more weaves um, when I was in high school as well. Then my second high school, which was junior year to senior year, was all girls school. So I really stopped caring about what I look like when I went to school. We wore uniforms. So it was like, okay, I I don't got to get cute to go to school. I mean, you know, it was like, all right, uh, it don't really matter. So I started to grow my hair out. And so I had like a little, a bit of a fro. And so junior year, I think I decided to perm my hair um, only because one of my friends, she got a perm. And I really, what I really wanted to do was um, get highlights. And the person that was doing my hair, she clearly was not an advocate for natural hair. And I think a lot of times 4C texture because it's so thick. Hairdressers back in the day, now it's much different, but back in the day would try to push a perm on you because they would, they made you feel like, oh, your hair would be more manageable. And I'm using the air quotes with that word. Your hair will be more manageable. So I got a perm. And I got these like red, purple highlights because I really wanted to. Um, And if you know anything about hair and chemicals, you should not be getting a perm and highlights anywhere near each other. And I did it in the wintertime, which is the worst time to put chemicals on your hair because guess what? It will fall out. And that's what my hair did. It fell out. So because my hair just started looking real crazy, I decided to cut it. And this was at the time where Rihanna was all good girl gone bad and had like the super cute pixie cut. And so I ended up getting my hair cut really, really short. And I liked it a lot. 
But because I was a high school student with no income, I really couldn't afford the upkeep of a short style that was a perm. So I had to pay for the perm and the cutting and all that stuff. So I didn't wear it short for a long period of time, but I did wear it short for a little bit and I did really like it short. Now, I'm talking more about like what I've done with my hair, but I I also want to talk about how I felt about my hair. So I think I always felt like my hair was something that needed to be managed. It never felt like I could just wear my hair out natural as it was and feel beautiful. And I think a lot of women of color can probably attest to that where it's like, you know, you probably had to learn to love your natural hair. And a lot of that learning to love my natural hair came when I went to college. So I went to an HBCU, which stands for Historically Black College University, for those that don't know. So it was nothing but black people there and nothing but like so many different hairstyles. And this was around the time where the natural hair movement was getting really big. And so I think freshman and sophomore year, I wore a lot of weaves And then junior year, it was more like twist and crochet styles. And then by senior year, like last semester, I had gotten comfortable with wearing more of my natural hair out. And it was a huge process getting to that place of feeling comfortable. But I think because I lived in a space where there were so many other Black people and a lot, like one of my best friends was going through her transition from like permed hair to relax, um, not relaxed hair, but from relaxed hair to natural hair. And so there was, it was just like this an environment where like everybody was embracing their natural hair or a lot of people were at least. So I felt it was pretty, I still was a little hesitant because it was like, oh my goodness, like I, I just did not know how to manage my hair. I never learned because again, my hair was always tucked away in braids or twists or whatever. And so I felt like it was my first experience with like wearing twist outs and trying Bantu knots and trying these products and learning the LLC method and all that stuff. And it was cool. And I I did it for um, a while while, like I said, my senior year. And then I went out into the workforce. And then I started to see a lot of women of color that were, you know, like the older ones still wearing their hair straight and still wearing their perms. And so I didn't feel as professional with my natural hair. And I'll just be honest. And so I found myself falling back into, okay, let me tuck her away. So started with my weaves again, started with my wigs. Uh, Well, wigs are new. So I started with like doing like cute part wigs and things like that. And Fast forward, when I moved to Indiana in 2018, I was like, you know what, Brianna, like, I think it's time that you start to learn and get fully comfortable with your hair. So I'm going to challenge you, aka me, I challenge myself to wear no weaves, no like straight hair wigs, no texture that wasn't my texture for 10 months, I think. I think that's how long I went. And so that was huge for me because up until that point, I had had a lot of these crutches um, that distract me from my hair texture. And I did not always feel like my hair was beautiful. Like I said, when I went to the workforce initially, I thought it was 
unprofessional and I just didn't feel as confident wearing it, uh, wearing my natural hair when I wasn't in like the all black bubble of my HBCU world. So I felt myself regressing and I'm like, nope, you are going to learn to love yourself exactly the way that God made you. And you're going to learn to love your hair and care for your hair. Because I think up until that point, I did not like my hair. I did not think that my natural hair was beautiful. I did not know how to do my natural hair and I felt myself always being frustrated with her anytime it came time to like take my braids out or whatever it was always like oh okay let me just put her away like that you know stepchild that you're like I don't want anybody to see this let me put her away and I didn't want to feel like that about my hair anymore so I went 10 months weave free or non-texture that mirrored my texture so I did wear like um uh, what are they called? Uh, kinky twists or Marley twists. I did wear those because, you know, that's still like a more Afro-y uh, textured hair. And plus I had, uh, you know, protective style. Natural hair is a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah. So I went on this 10 month journey of learning to love my hair. And it was such a beautiful journey. It was hard. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I really had to confront and face this deep rooted insecurity that I had when it came to my hair and it was rough. But after a while, I learned, hey girl, like we can do this. And it was also super helpful, again, to see so many other women that were embracing their natural hair, especially in the workplace. And so I felt confident in rocking my natural hair. And like, I learned so much about my hair in that time period. I learned that I had low porosity hair. I learned that I had fine hair, even though my hair was 4C texture. So a lot of people think that it's super thick, but really it's my density was really, really low. So I learned all this stuff about my hair. Um, I learned the products to use. I tried, I did twist outs, bantu knots, braid outs, uh, soft rollers, the foam rollers, the little flexi rods. I did everything, perm rods on my hair. I did so many styles of my natural hair and just learning to love her. Like I realized I did not like my natural hair. And so I had to learn to love her. And instead of like trying to beat her into submission and be like, how come you can't be like this person's hair? Why can't you be like this person's hair? I had to learn like, this is the hair that God gave you. So let me learn how to work with her. And if you know somebody from New York, they always say like, talk to me nice. Like I feel like that's what my hair was saying. Like, yo, talk to me nice, sis. Like talk to me nice. And so I had to start talking to her nicely and treating her nicely and not trying to force her to be something else. Because for those that are listening with the 4C hair texture, when the natural movement first came about, I feel like I did not feel like we had a lot of representation. You had a lot of the Tracy Ellis Ross hairstyles that are like, you know, these beautiful, big, bouncy curls. Um, But those weren't our curls. And we were not represented in that movement, I don't feel like, um, when it first happened. It was more so for like the 3A, 3B, maybe 4A hair community. That's what was deemed natural. That's what was deemed beautiful in the natural hair community. So I had to stop being upset when I would try a twist out and it would not look like I can't even think of a natural influencer right now, but it would not look like their hair. And I had to realize like, baby, like 
you got to love your hair the way that God created it on your head. And I did that. And it was a, like I said, a long journey, a hard journey, um, but truly a beautiful one. And being able to say like, hey, I learned how to do my natural hair. I learned what worked best for my hair. So I'm sure some of you guys are like, okay, so why did you permit? So that is one of the number one questions that I got um, with the Q&A. Why did I perm my natural hair? Why did I cut it, et cetera? So I cut my hair because when, like I mentioned, I cut my hair the first time in high school and I always knew that I wanted to go back to a shortcut, but I wanted to go back to a shortcut when I could afford to keep it up and maintain it. And I always knew that going back to a shortcut would mean perming my hair. And so I think in the natural hair community, there's like this, a little bit of um, elitism around wearing your hair natural and people in the community look down on people with perms. And listen, I was one of those people when I was rocking my puff, I was like, oh, you use that dark and lovely. Mm, Okay. I was one of those people. So I get it. But what I had to realize, because I think we became so, so those of us that grew up in that permed era um, and then decided to say, you know what? I actually don't want to wear my natural hair. I don't want to wear a perm. I want to rock my natural hair. It was like almost like saying like, you know what? These European standards of beauty, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to go back to my natural beauty. And I think that is beautiful. And it was a beautiful journey for me. But I think one of the beautiful things about our natural hair and just African-Americans or, you know, black, whoever, whatever um, ethnicity you are, like, and you have like a curly hair texture. One of the beautiful things about our hair is that we can do so much with it. It's very versatile. So you can wear it straight. You can wear it curly. You can do all these things with it. And it does not take away from your blackness if you have a perm. It does not take away from you being down for the cause if you have a perm. But I want to say it matters your why. And so I knew that I I didn't want to get a perm when I was still insecure about my hair. I knew I wanted to get a perm after I had gone through my natural journey, loving my natural hair, learning her, caring about her. I knew that I wanted to take that time because I could have just forever stayed with a perm, but I knew I wanted to get to know my natural hair. But I also knew that I wanted to cut my hair again one day and rock my short Halle Berry cut. And as much as I work out, because I've had a few people say like, well, you could have cut your hair and not permed it. Yeah, I could have. But with the amount of working out that I do during the week, honestly, I haven't been working out lately, but at the time when I cut my hair, I was. (laughs) Um, But the amount of time I work out during the week, I sweat so much. And y'all with natural hair, no, there's no way I'm going to be working out three times a week in the morning and then trying to come home straight in my hair. Like, no, it wasn't going to work. And listen, I was not, I was no longer tied to straight hair, meaning beautiful. And that's what I needed to break those chains of that in my head. Now it was like, look, straight hair is a little bit easier for me to maintain right now because of the way that I'm working out and I want a shortcut. So it helps me to achieve the style that I want. So for those that wanted to know why I permed my hair, that's why I wanted a shortcut and I knew I couldn't get a shortcut with my natural hair. And for those that want to know, do I regret perming my hair? Do I like my hair permed? What's the difference? Y'all. I absolutely love my permed hair and my shortcut 
love it so much. And I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of, like I said, the questions probably have to do with people being like, clutch my pearl. She permed her hair. Nobody goes from natural to back to permed. It's usually the other way around. Guess what? The beauty of our hair is that we can do many, 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 many things to it. And I can always grow this perm out. And one day I will because I want to lock my hair eventually. I want to do so much with my hair. But the beauty of our hair is the versatility of it. And so I am enjoying this permed season right now. Um, Like I said, don't try to take my black heart because I've permed my hair. I'm not subscribing to European standards of beauty. I'm subscribing to it being a little bit easier when I wake up in the morning. Um, And so, yeah, that is why I cut my hair. I am absolutely loving it. I want to rock it short for a while. Um, And just, yeah, see, see what happens. I think one last piece about my hair being short. I, in the 10, however many years I was natural, um, like 10 years, I think, of being natural, I did, I can count on one hand how many times I went to a salon or went to somebody to do my hair, like literally maybe like five times total. And so it was a lot of, it was 10 years of me doing my own hair, me taking care of my own hair, me thinking about my neck style and all that stuff, which takes a lot of brain work. And the final thing that I am enjoying about having permed hair is going to the salon for upkeep and maintenance because I don't know how to do permed hair. I know how to wrap it at night and unwrap it in the morning, but that's about it. And so I love going to the salon every two weeks and sitting there getting my hair washed. Somebody, you know, scratching my scalp and sitting under the dryer while I'm reading my book and listening to all the girl chat in the salon. Like I've missed that. I just did not have that for the past decade. And so I am enjoying it. So yeah, that's my story about my natural hair that is now relaxed hair and short hair. I absolutely love it. It was so freeing me cutting my hair. I had people asking me like, oh my goodness, like, did you cry? I was like, no, I was so excited. I feel like I've just turned this new leaf over um, in my life. And you know what they say about a woman who cuts her hair? She's about to change her life. So Don't be surprised if you start to see um, me just blossoming into a new person in this new year of life. And the last piece that I want to leave with you guys is wherever you are on your hair journey, because I know there are still some people that are learning to love their natural hair. If that is where you are in your journey, get to know your hair. Don't try to force her to be yes, my hair is a she. Um, Don't try to force her to be something that she is not. Get to know it and spend that time learning and loving yourself. And for anyone that's on the other end of the spectrum and they're like, look, I've been natural for a long time and I love my natural hair. Me perming my hair does not mean I don't love my natural hair, but you're thinking like, I love my natural hair, but it's a lot of work and I kind of want to go back to a perm. Hey, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. You can be black with a natural haircut or natural style and be beautiful. And you could be black with a perm and be beautiful as well. So wherever you fall in the spectrum, 
Just love your hair. Take care of your hair. And lastly, if you are going to get a perm, one thing that I realized is you have to go to somebody that really knows what they're doing with perms. Because I've had perms in the past and the perm that I have right now and the way that this lady did my hair, like, I'm like, I've never had a perm like this. It is amazing. So wherever you are on the spectrum, love yourself, sis. Um, and if you are one of those black elite people that are like, oh, she got a perm. Well, guess what? It's my hair, not yours. So. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, that is this week's episode. If you like this episode or any of the ones in the past and you haven't already, please rate the podcast. I know asking for rates sounds super cheesy, but honestly, it just helps the podcast become more discoverable and helps this community to grow. So please consider rating wherever you are listening. And if you're looking for me on social media, you can find the podcast at Shine Bright Podcast on Instagram, or you can find me personally at Brianna Castell. All right, guys, until next episode, shine bright on purpose.